Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I'm here with Chaitanya Charan Prabhu, our teacher, and Balaram, my fellow student. And today we are starting in text or um, chapter two, text 41. It is our 32nd day on this journey. And uh, yesterday we talked about how investments in a spiritual bank account are never lost, which is so nice to hear. So, um, do you want to take us into it, Cece? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So, Vivasayat Mika Buddhir, Eke Hakuru Nandana, Bahushakhaya Nantascha, Buddhayo Vivasayinam. Those who are on this path are resolute in purpose, and their aim is one. O beloved child of the Kurus, the intelligence of those who are irresolute is many branched. So, as we are discussing in this particular section, the last section is about Karma Yoga. This starts from 39 till 53. But the first part is, say, 40 to 46, is a contrast between Karma Yoga versus Karma Kant. So, one contrasting point was made in the 40th verse. It returns our eternal when we pursue a spiritual long-term interest, not just material long-terms. And now, here, 41, it is said that one advantage of this path of Karma Yoga is that there is one purpose to it. Once we go into Karma Kanda, I'll just repeat what these terms mean. Karma Yoga is basically our spiritual long-term well-being. What will elevate and liberate the soul? Karma Kanda is material long-term well-being. That is basically a good life of enjoyment in the next in the next world. So here, when once it goes into Karma Kanda, there can be many purposes, and that can split the mind. Generally, if we have too many things to do, too many things, too many desires within us. Then our focus decreases. And so what does this mean? Once we are in the domain of material desires, that means the idea that the temporary material things will bring happiness to us. That is the belief that is animating us. Then there are you could say countless material things. So there could be food, and in food there are hundreds of cuisines, and in each cuisine there are so many varieties of recipes. So we could consider. So what happens is, whatever we think, if somebody thinks sports is a sort of source of pleasure, there are so many sports. If somebody thinks that possessions is a source of pleasure, then within food there are hundreds of cuisines. So each one of these. It can just keep branching on and on. And then hundreds of recipes within each cuisine. Mm. So like that, the desires, what will give me happiness? Oh, I'll try this. I'll try that. I'll try that. I'll try that. And it just goes on and on. It's an endless cycle. Mm. And thus, a person stays trapped, chasing after one thing, after, after another, after another. So on the other hand, when one understands 
that okay i am a spiritual being and therefore if i am a spiritual being then my happiness is separating these two but if i understand i am a spiritual being then my happiness will come through spiritual growth now the exact concept of what spiritual growth means and how it is to be achieved all that could be discussed later but then there is one purpose okay i want to grow spiritually and in that way our mental energy gets focused so bahushakha ya anantashya not the it's many branched in fact it is infinitely branched and we see this particularly in terms of today's world which is often called as the age of distraction mm-hmm. there are so many things that allure us with the promise of pleasure and we just get we are endlessly distracted and that anantashya that infinite distractions that's what we see in in a very vivid way in today's world but it is true at all times once we get in the material domain think okay this food maybe this relationship this house this gadget maybe in the past okay if i win this kingdom then i'll become happy if i get this property i'll become happy this endless distraction and the key is the it is the intelligence that is contaminated the intelligence that is dissipated dissipated means that the intelligence is caught in the belief that these things will give me happiness so that is the notion that needs to be challenged so these two paths krishna is contrasting over here by saying that one path gives us a clear trajectory this is one purpose and move forward toward that but other path it just gives us endless options and then it just endlessly entangles us so indirectly is recommending mm-hmm. the path of now we don't even have to call it karma yoga and karma kanda we could just call it the path of spiritual growth versus the path of material growth hmm? mm-hmm. because krishna will later on talk about multiple paths for spiritual growth also but all of them have one purpose that is spiritual growth so so there is here the purpose is one but here the purposes are count many not just many but you could say countless and that's what dissipates our intelligence but that same theme krishna will elaborate in the next verse now so any comments or should i go to the next verse hmm so karma yoga being letting go of the results of your action and you're saying that that leads to spiritual growth and karma kanda being performing rituals or sacrifices with a particular material objective in mind and and that's and that's what here the bhagavad gita saying is is um is pointless krishna has not yet specifically introduced the point of letting go of results we will talk about that that kal come in 247 what krishna has specifically said is that seek something beyond material results that is okay. basically kar- the way karma yoga is being introduced over here is it is simply action for connection okay the connection with ultimate reality 
what how to practice karma yoga will be described in the next section 247 so the point which you take is saying is true but but if you consider the flow of thought of the gita remember 237 and 238 there was a transition almost a contradiction 237 was profit loss calculations hmm? whereas 238 was beyond profit loss don't think about profit loss if you can act without considering profit loss then you will get liberation you will get freedom so freedom from karmic bondage from entanglement in this world so right now that's why i said generically the path of spiritual growth is the path of going beyond the limited world with all its limitations to the eternal destination of the soul in terms of uh, we earlier talked about if i have a temporary house i could go to another temporary house or i could look for a permanent house so material growth is basically like a a better temporary house a better rented house yeah okay so that's helpful karma yoga it's it's like the difference between when you do something for someone because just you love them and you just want to show them love versus you do something for them because you expect something back that's what you're saying the difference here between karma yoga and karma kanda okay very cool yes so balram if you have any comments feel free otherwise i can go to the next verse then i was just going to ask for clarification like uh use the word countless and aren't spiritual you're saying the spiritual purpose is singular and the material purpose is multi yeah correct it's still multifaceted right spiritual uh, spiritual life is still multifaceted yeah there's one purpose ultimately we all want to attain the ultimate reality what that ultimate reality is not talked about right now in the bhagavad gita but that ultimate reality is one and that ultimate reality attaining that is in the highest understanding in the bhagavad gita it will reveal to be love, loving krishna and krishna is unlimited so loving krishna is unlimitedly adventurous and joyous so that is there but it's one it's mm. one purpose ultimately could we say that um, material desire is all just to satisfy the senses well yes it could be to satisfy the mind also it could be to satisfy the uh, ego also it could be satisfied the intelligence also so mm. some mm. people may be very disciplined and austere they make you up sensual pleasure but then that might they just take them on a ego trip so in that sense it is for seeking pleasure in material things the material things could be uh, you could say gross things like objects which satisfy the senses but it could also be subtler things certain things could be fame prestige mm-hmm. now those may not be necessarily mm, uh, directly gratifying to the senses in a physical sense but still that is also material only okay thank so, you so uh, yeah coming to your point about how enlightenment that the, the idea of enlightenment or liberation 
how the purpose is one is that no it's a destination that once understands that okay ultimately i love krishna now this is not yet talked about in the bhagavad gita but this is what i want to talk about that that the object of love is krishna so that we are trying out many objects of love the best object of love is krishna so in understanding that is enlightenment as a destination but enlightenment is also an uh, ongoing journey because how krishna is lovable how krishna loves us how we can love krishna all these three things are an endless discovery and in that sense enlightenment doesn't become stale so it's a ongoing process but the point here is that one purpose is to seek that ultimate reality and to focus on that ultimate reality so in that sense the purpose is one thank you so now we move to the next verse where now the gita will talk about how these other goals where do these other goals come from that uh, the intelligence gets uh, intelligence gets polluted contaminated dissipated how does that happen these other goals are glorified glamorized that's described in the next verse yam imam pushpitam vacham pravadanti avipaschitah vedavadratah partha ियसिटीज power and so forth being desirous of sense gratification and opulent life they say that there is nothing more than this so now here one more feature of the vedic cosmos is being introduced that is somewhat important to understand we discussed this earlier how that the vedic cosmos talks about a universe which is itself multi level so we are in the middle at earth above this is the heaven and below is hell or lower planets and all this is within the material universe and beyond it all is the spiritual world and this material universe is temporary even heaven is temporary the spiritual world alone is eternal so here now what is being talked about is that while we human beings are here now there are sections of the vedas which allure us to go here so this is the karma kanda section of vedas say they allure people 
to go towards heaven and in heaven one can get sensual pleasure lots of sensual pleasure and one can get material opulence lots of wealth so these two things are what attract most people that's what when somebody thinks of a king is a lot of somebody royalty they have a lot of wealth and they have a lot of sensual pleasure so that is what is promised in the this this section of the vedas and krishna is saying these are flowery words now the term flowery words means these are just insubstantial words they are praise of something which is not enduring you know flower it looks beautiful but the beauty of the flower doesn't last very long and just as the beauty is fleeting of a flower similarly heavenly pleasures they are also non eternal so the understanding is that the soul may go from here to heaven and the soul may stay in heaven for a long time but after that the soul has to come back to this world because even heaven is temporary and that's why one may be attracted okay i'm staying in a particular house and somebody makes advertisements oh come to this house this is a excellent house you can enjoy in this house and this we have this comfort and this facility and this luxury and this utility you go there you get that house but eventually if you find out in all the details allurements one tiny little conditions apply you can stay in this house only for a short while uh, it might be a long time but it's a finite time so it's this flow this is like allurements for another temporary house and this is something which is not worth our time not worth our endeavor is seeking another house and that's why the those who are allured by this they are considered as unwise the sanskrit word is avipashchitaha so now this is i'll make one more point and then i'll stop that this is indeed a section of the teachings of the vedas if we consider the vedas are a vast body of knowledge and within that there is a section we could say which talks about all these things this karma kanda it is there within it no doubt about it but there are people who say that this is all there is to it they say that that this particular knowledge is all that is there and there's nothing beyond it na anyad asti itivadina ha that they think this is all that is there to the vedas and anybody who thinks that there's anything more that person is ignorant so they are ignorant but they think that anybody who argues against them is ignorant so material growth is not condemned there are many people who will seek material growth and to seek material well being with the guidance of higher wisdom that's not a bad thing but as they say sometimes the good is the enemy of the best so in this case karma kanda 
is good at least a person is thinking about the long term and long term beyond this life but let's put it as material growth primarily material growth beyond this lifetime and then yoga it could be here krishna is discussing karma yoga but he will talk about other yogas also eventually so spiritual growth so if somebody has the potential to seek spiritual growth and they don't then that is a problem so here the idea is that those who think that they are pursuing the best when they are missing the best they are they are considered unfortunate they are considered misled they are misled and they are misleading they are they are missing the best at the same time they are claiming that they are pursuing or even getting the best when they are claiming this that is what makes them so this is the people whom krishna reproaches in this these two these two verses over here So any reflections questions now this same principle in today's world we could apply to the entire advertising industry it doesn't talk about heavens in the sense of taking us to some other world but it promises us that we could make our world into heavens there are many apartment complexes there are many housing uh, housing advertisements they oh this is like heaven this will be a paradise this will be like that so today ads are also flowery words and they can also distract us today the principle is the same although the specifics vary significantly so any comments yeah it's it's kind of like the vedas meet try to meet people where they're at and give them different ways to to make progress towards higher pursuits and so you're saying karmakanda being that it's good because it gets you thinking about the divine in that relationship but it ultimately it's a transactional relationship and you don't want to get so stuck in it because you see the rewards are maybe good but that's kind of the danger in it is that you can get a lot of material opulences from it but then that may prevent you from like seeking something higher and that's what you want to be care- careful of because ultimately we all want to get to that place where we're where we're where we're just looking for that loving connection with the divine yeah yes so you could say that somebody might just take instant pleasure somebody might uh, think of material instant instant pleasure basically clearly means material instant material pleasure then we could say mm, long term material pleasure in this world so somebody might just say want to i want to eat a lot of good food and enjoy but somebody want may say that okay i will regulate my diet i'll do exercise so that i can get an attractive partner and then i'll enjoy that that's long term but still the same thing it's still material pleasure then then you could have long term material pleasure beyond in the next world so this is like a ladder so definitely we could say this is the best among the three one is less than two and two is less than three mm. but in this ladder there is a giant leap upwards 
where one talks about long term spiritual pleasure and spiritual growth hmm. so in one sense the vedas accommodate accommodate everyone hmm. even if somebody wants instant pleasure that is also accommodated but it's told that this is really short term you have to think of something higher so ultimate the conclusion is towards this the conclusion is towards spiritual long term pleasure but the vedas provide guidance for provide guidelines for whatever we would like to achieve in life that's why one of the they are often called as desire fulfilling trees they are desire fulfillers they can be considered to a tree which Mm. which is supposed to be in tradition a tree that can fulfill desires so that's what they are considered they are often compared to okay very cool so should i it made me think yeah. of um you know sometimes i hear snippets from very rich and powerful people especially online now the way it's set up i get these little snippets from rich and powerful people right in my bedroom and sometimes they say things that are very beautiful and they say things that intrigue me and they seem to be very intelligent people and they seem to be you know exemplary people but then sometimes they will say things that are very shocking that one person i'm thinking in particular is a famous investor and you know he says something alluding to kind of the material philosophy like what well, you know kind of idolizing himself like you know if you work for it you can make it like i did and uh so it made me think of that when you're talking about that they are misleading to others that they they represent a different a very different philosophy yeah definitely and there are i, I wouldn't want to lump all materialists into one category also there could be people who are materially very successful and they could be for in general some of them we'll talk about the three modes later on in the gita when we come to that subject but yes some people are successful and then they claim or believe that all success has come because of their own work and they don't recognize higher factors then not only is that that ego they are misled but not everybody who just works as hard as them is going to be equally successful life is not that simple so that also needs to be acknowledged mm. good point so i'll summarize what we discussed today we mainly discussed three verses and two points the first point was about the difference between a path of material growth versus the path of spiritual growth how in material growth our intelligence gets dissipated because there are there are countless purposes countless in the sense of purposes are desirables mm-hmm. whereas in path of spiritual growth there is one purpose one desirable that is one has to go beyond this world and then the in the next set was so this was to 41 and then the question comes the source of those desirables where do we start thinking those desirables are there 
So in the Vedic context, Krishna talks in the next two verses about the Karmakanda section of the Vedas, which are offering material well-being. So we discuss that they often hear in this case that can be good, but good is if it diverts us, distracts us from the best, then the good becomes a problem. It becomes an obstacle. And that's what is being talked about over here. That what is one part of the Vedas, there is, a, it's in one sense, it's a preliminary part of the Vedas, Karmakanda. Beyond that, there are other sections which talk about spiritual growth and spiritual realization. So if somebody neglects them, then that is a problem. The Gita will help us to focus on those sections of spiritual growth within the Vedic literature. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.